in the name of Jesus, who is the one true light. Amen. Just about a week ago, we turned the corner on the longest night of the year. For some, the extended period of darkness came and went without notice amid the joyful bustle of holiday preparation. For others, this annual milestone elicited Facebook postings and other forms of communal witness that felt a bit like a collective exhale relieved, as so many of us are, to bid farewell to a year over which many a shadow still lingers. Light now extends just a few minutes longer each day. This small miracle for many awakens seeds of hidden hope, hopes sometimes silently and painfully locked away, hopes that our world, and indeed our own lives, will not be overcome by darkness. Jesus is the light no darkness will ever overcome. So we proclaimed the whole of Advent as we began our worship services here at All Saints. And whether or not we gave a second thought to what those words meant, more than a few of us, felt the weight of darkness bearing down on the day-to-day -day details of our lives this December. If you were present last Sunday at the 9 a.m. service for our non-anxious Christmas pageant, or perhaps you caught glimpses of photos from that morning capturing the story we enact each and every year, you know the legendary star had its customary cameo guiding shepherds and magi to the manger, though technically there are a few more days in our church calendar before we formally commemorate the arrival of those far-flung wise men alighting upon the Blessed Family at Epiphany. Simon's Christmas Eve service likewise had this beautiful motif about light on the move, Christ traversing the cosmos to awaken the whole world to true life. If you didn't get a chance to hear that gorgeous homily, it is on our website, and you can listen to the recording, and I encourage you to do that. Since the winter solstice came and went, since we've bid each other Merry Christmas more than a few times, my thoughts have been a bit more occupied by darkness than light, if I'm honest. And I suppose that's not strange when you're catching up on rest and trying to get your immune system to dispatch the unwelcome cold virus. And listening in this room, I don't think I'm the only one in that boat. But it's been a bit more than that. Awakening, as indeed I have these mornings long before the alarm, in that quiet, dark before the dawn. Or conversing with acquaintances as we share our deep-seated concerns for the state of our nation reflecting with friends on difficult lessons of this past decade. Much as I would have loved to feel eternal light eradicating darkness on Christmas Day in the morning, that's just not how Christmas has landed for me this year. And I don't think I'm alone in that experience. 
keenly attuned, as so many of us are, to the places in our world and in our own hearts where the grip of fear, pain, and even violence persist. Inside Arctic circles, the axial tilt of the Earth renders the center of the sun well below the horizon during certain parts of the year. In such seasons, darkness lasts nearly 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Especially adventurous types who visit or reside inside the polar circles can glimpse stunning aurora borealis if their timing is lucky. I have not been among the privileged few whose arm hairs have been summoned to attention seeing the northern lights firsthand. But Oli Salomonsen, a landscape photographer from Norway, shares the gift of real-time footage of the aurora borealis, flashing across mystically enlivened nightscapes in his film entitled Soaring. If you take the time to view it, and you will discover, as I did, looking at it on the internet, that magical fluorescent greens burst like an otherworldly algae bloom across pitch black polar skies. The gospel writer's insistence that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it long has seemed to me like a powerful incantation. Much like when, as frightened children, we scurry hurriedly through a dark hallway in the house, perhaps singing a loud and arousing voice as if to summon bravery we do not especially feel in that moment, fleeing from perceived danger. Night terrors are not so common in childhood, and my own ability to run towards safety in waking life, if not in my dreams, is not something I take for granted, even now as an adult. Scary memories can loom long in our imaginations. And as adults, childhood threats often give way to more ominous ones. Perhaps we never outgrow our need for love to come and save us. Yet perceiving this truth, that we cannot save ourselves, dawns rather slowly for most of us, like northern lights elusively emerging amid polar darkness. Fred Rogers, yes, legendary in his own right, once explained that love isn't a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun like struggle. To love someone, he said, is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is, right here and now, and to go on caring, even through times that may bring us pain. One of the greatest gifts God gave the world in Jesus, especially in the way Jesus reveals God's tenderness, fully embracing human vulnerability, is that God climbed inside our human struggles, our fears, our pain, the violence we inflict on ourselves and one another. God took all of that into God's own self, accepting us exactly as we are in our brokenness, in our fear, in our suffering. And God goes on caring for us with unconditional and limitless love, 
no matter how God suffers for so doing. In Jesus, we've come to see that we do not face the darkness alone. Jesus is the one who not only willingly embraced our darkness, but stays to inhabit it with us. Especially at Christmas, it can be easy to expect God's light to swoop in and set everything to rights all at once. But no light in our solar system twinkles instantaneously. It shines, traveling light years to reach us, whatever its source. Jesus' presence is with us, yes. But love incarnate often appears to us much more like glimmers of light. We perceive them one minute and lose touch with them the next. Not unlike the mysterious Aurora Borealis. Yet Jesus' love does glow, reassuring us God is with us and for us always, most especially in the darkness. This weekend, I caught up by phone with one of my longest friends. She is very dear to me, and over the last two decades, I watched her health journey befuddle physicians in more than three states. Her symptoms, which have sometimes been debilitating, only recently became more manageable under an experimental drug regimen that her insurance unfortunately won't cover because she's never really been given a standard diagnosis in all this time. A formidable educator, a woman of faith, a devoted mother, wife, and friend, she reflected candidly on how this experience has shaped her life. She admitted it had taken quite a while to come to terms with the reality that this life-altering health condition isn't going away. Even in that reckoning, her attitude of gratitude for what this embodied journey has taught her about being an advocate not only for herself but for so many others struck me as a glimpse of that otherworldly light of love surrounding her in the darkness. A light we could easily miss unless we are open to perceiving what is there. Like catching the northern lights in the dark of a polar night. Truth is, we all crave that reassurance that we are not alone in our darkness. And light, indeed, shows up there. Sometimes, we even get lucky enough to perceive it. These remaining days of Christmas and throughout the year ahead may hope blossom in each and every one of us as love incarnate, tender, magnificent, and powerful dwells with us, undeterred by darkness. Amen. Amen.